Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net. And enter promo code almost famous to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find name brands for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit at Ross. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with the savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Let's do this. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. I have a headache. This this is this so much is happening right now. It's just too much for me to process. This is uh, the Almost Famous Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and Ashley is not here, so we're filling her in with the one and only, the beautiful, the incredibly interesting, unbelievably hunky, patient, funny, kind, Man, that I it really has caught my heart and eye for years now. I feel like I don't know my life before him. His name is Dean Unglert. What hey, an, Dean. What an incredible introduction that was. I'm flattered. I'm blushing right now. Stop. Okay, keep You're going. You're not blushing that bad because you just know it's true. You're like, yeah, I know that's how Ben feels. It's like, fun- I get it. It's funny. Uh, I haven't done this podcast in a long time. So to hear an intro that's not the help I suck at dating intro was a little interesting. I hope you don't feel out of place here. I feel a little out of place. Dean, I think we just got to jump into it. I don't, I mean, we could fill the world in on what you're up to. Maybe that would be a good way to start. Dean, 
Can you give us a little bit of an idea of what you've been up to recently? Been climbing mountains, riding dirt bikes, jumping out of airplanes, just about everything I possibly can do. But I'm back in LA now. You know, they, they gave me a call. They said Ben needed a co-host for this week's episode. And I said, look no further. I'm your guy. I'm coming right now. 16 hour drive. I drove straight through the night. Here I am ready to rock and roll. Um, two things. One, Ashley Iconetti is obviously getting married. So, I mean, I know it's crazy, but she chose to focus on the wedding and, and not do the podcast this week. Second, Dean, um, why in the world, like, why does a guy like you decide to do this show? You're traveling the world. You're living in a van. You're interesting. You're cool. You're smart. Like, what are you doing? Yep. I mean, you're climbing mountains and then going on TV. You want me to be honest? Yeah, I want you to be so honest. <laughs> because I know going on TV will allow me to climb more mountains and jump out of more airplanes and cool. go further around the world. Yeah, I get that. Nah, that makes sense. Prolonging now. my ability to do whatever the hell I want. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> do you go on these like shows? I mean, when when you start climbing mountains, are you at the top being like, I want to continue to do this for the rest of my life? How How am I going to do that? Or is it... I want to find a partner to do this with, and I think the Bachelor franchise may still be that avenue to do it, and it also allows me to climb mountains. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't think the Bachelor franchise is the right place to be looking for a, a person that will want to climb those mountains with me. It seems like the demographic, the average contestant's not really going to be the person that wants to be doing those things. From my personal experience, at least, there's a few outliers, of course, but uh, you know, I kind of pride myself on being a bit of a black sheep in that sense. Yeah, you are. You're definitely a black sheep in in the sense of you're adventurous, you're wild, you're outgoing, you're a Colorado boy at heart. Um, and you know what? You do a pretty darn good job being on the show. The other thing, I don't know if you're going to find climbers and hunter-gatherers uh, on the Bachelor franchise, but you will find a lot of drama. Lots of drama. And Dean, quite frankly... Um, there's just a lot going on right now. Yeah. Like a lot of drama going on. Lots of paradise news this week. And we have some friends that were involved with it. I, I think we do. And uh, I don't know how close are you to Blake. I would, I considered him a good friend. Okay. So that's how we're going to start. I, obviously we talked, um, on the podcast yesterday and, uh, Blake and I are good buddies. He lives in Denver. Um, I don't see him too often, uh, but when I'm around, we try to do dinner, uh, maybe, you know, once a month, Dean, you, you know, Blake, you're familiar with Blake. We can give some insight here. Obviously, uh, Blake Horseman, uh, is hitting the news after last night's episode of paradise, mostly, uh, because of this, um, th we've seen the first two episodes. There's a storyline going on with him and Kalen. Uh, also, uh, there's a couple storylines kind of circling around this idea that at stagecoach Blake had slept with Christina and Kalen. Um, and then on the first episode, we see Kalen, uh, admit to a few people that this relationship with Blake was something, I think the words were that he, he silenced her, uh, told her not to talk about it. And then she was hurt by that showing up to paradise. Well, last night, uh, I don't know at about seven mountain time. Uh, Blake goes to his Instagram to release uh, a message on his feed, speaking to the fact that he's hurt, that he apologizes, that he knows he made a mistake. And then he released text messages from Kalen uh, that were, it was a conversation between Kalen and Blake. And I think the purpose of releasing those messages was to highlight that, uh, hey, I didn't silence her. Um, this was a mutual relationship. Uh, we both knew what we were getting into. We both tried to work this out. And, uh, and so here we sit. The text messages are in the open. I want to start, Dean, with getting your input. 
I, I mean, I think I explained that correctly, right? I, I don't yeah. know the whole story here, uh, but I'm. Is there anything I missed out on? That sounds good to me for the most part. Okay, that works. Yeah. Um. So we're here, sitting here now. The text message has been released last night. It feels. The, tell me if I'm wrong. It feels like a big, like this is a bigger deal, like a big deal. Like these text messages getting released feel to me like heavy for like just awkwardly heavy for some reason. I agree. I think like the, the things discussed in the text messages were what kind of makes it heavy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They weren't just like regular text messages. And I've, I've got a big issue with the text messages. I want to hear why. I, I respect what he did at first. He posted a post. Uh, kind of note slides where he like had a paragraph explaining himself, explaining himself, explaining himself. He's like, I made a mistake going to stagecoach and ha- and sleeping with women back to back nights. I regret that. I'm trying to become a better person because of that. I take ownership of my actions. That's fine. I appreciate him apologizing for something that maybe he's not proud of and taking ownership yeah. of that. What really crossed the line for me, and I don't know if you if you pay really close attention, I say I considered Blake a good friend because he took private text messages between him and a, a, another girl who did not consent to him releasing these text messages and blasted them publicly for his 600,000 followers, gets picked up to the news outlets, which then gets blasted out to millions more. It's it's like, yes, and I'm not defending Kaylin here. Kaylin made a lot of mistakes. She, she, judging by what we saw on the show, comes across in not the best light. Blake too. Blake made a lot of mistakes on the show as well. But publishing and publicizing private text messages without the consent of the other person as a public figure is one of the most disgraceful things I think you could possibly do. I think it's almost equivalent to like sharing someone's nudes. And this isn't just mm-hmm. like, like I said, this isn't just a casual conversation. Blake, as it, as it was outlined on the show, Blake and Kaylin seemingly or allegedly had a relationship from January until April-ish. That's three months, three, four months. That's a long time to get to know someone. That's a long time to develop like a rapport with each other and you have like a way of talking to each other and then you can go back and screenshot those messages and to someone that is unfamiliar with that rapport they're going to look at that and be like that's weird that doesn't make sense to me and then on Blake's side I'm sorry I'm rambling here (laughs) I I know and I want to give you permission to ramble because I don't know if there's any way I don't think there's any way to process this and as our listeners listen I'm I'm thinking I'm sitting here. I'm going, Hey listeners, I think we just all have to process this together. And so Dean, I like your rambling, continue to ramble. And then I'll try to pick up some questions on the back end to see if we can make sense at all. Here's another really, really frustrating thing that I thought of actually just was, I was walking into studio today while the show was being filmed. And while we watched it back at being aired, it was two people having a conversation. Kaylin expressed her uh, unpleasantness and her displeasure with the situation Blake sat there in silence and wasn't really able to gather the word to defend himself at the time. That was a conversation between two people. Both had the floor at any time they wanted to, to talk about what they wanted and defend themselves. Remove that and now come to where we were yesterday with Blake advertising and publicizing these messages. He then is going back and picking the specific things that he wants to share to prove his truths and paint the story that he wants to paint. And that's really messed up in my opinion. Where... When it's a conversation between two people, he had nothing to say. But when he has the ability to go back and curate exactly what he wants to and and paint the picture that he wants to for his audience and his followers and and gain the approval of all of these strangers, he's able to pick what he wants to say and share that with the world. And now it's like no matter what Kaylin does next, she's kind of responding to it, which puts her at a disadvantage. 
So let me play devil's advocate here because I do think there's one. If I understand why Blake released the messages, I think it's pretty clear. He felt pushed into a corner. He felt like what was being said on the show was not true to how it went down, that he didn't tell her to be, to be quiet, that actually the text messages speak to them both kind of talking it out and being like, let's just be honest. If it's brought up, um, you know, wow, we've both messed up here, but if we're honest about it, we're all good. We're two consenting adults. Like those kind of things were said. Mm -hmm. And so I think if I imagine it, as I read them last night, I was like, okay, well, after reading this, it looks like what was said on the show isn't exactly true, that Blake did not silence Kalen. Right. But how, I guess, is that your take coming out of it also? Is that whatever was said, that he maybe couldn't put the thoughts together on the show, but afterwards, as he looks back and he like reviews the conversation they had, he goes, oh, wait, no, it is how I remember it. I didn't silence her. Well, it's kind of, it's, I'm in a tricky spot here because... I do make an appearance on Bachelor in Paradise this year, right? I haven't made the appearance yeah. as far as the audience is concerned, but I was able to speak with both Kaylin and Blake during my time on the beach, and so I have a better understanding of the situation through my own lens, of course. And you know probably better than anyone, well, maybe not in Paradise terms, but you're having, let's say there's 20 people in Paradise. That means that any time there could be 10 conversations going on during 16 hours a day, and at that point, they're not going to be able to show every facet and alley of the conversation right they're going to basically use the parts of the conversation that they want to paint Blake in the way that they want to paint him and my interpretation of watching it back understanding what I what I learned from being on the beach is that they just weren't able to put in everything that was said between the two of them mm -hmm. and it makes Kalen look really bad it makes Blake look really bad they both look really bad it's it's hard to defend either of them in the situation in my opinion but I think that there is a lot more to the story that we just necessarily weren't able to see. Yeah. I mean, those text messages are pretty revealing. The text messages highlight, you know, kind of their, their plan, what they're going to do when they spend time together. It also talks about how they're going to process through this uh, when they get to the show. I actually, um, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm, Dean, tell me if I'm crazy. I read through the text and I don't really have now a problem with how this I guess hookup went down. Like they both seem to be consenting to it. Mm -hmm. They both seem to be processing it fairly well. Like I, now did what Blake, and I think this is where after reading through emails where people are upset is Kalen's entering into this relationship with Blake, not knowing that Christina was the, I think the night before the night after, I don't, I don't know the scenario here, yeah. like a following day yeah. at some level. And that's what people are mostly disgusted by is that it happened back to back right. and that neither Kaylin or Christina knew this going into that evening with, with Blake. Right. Is that, am I right? I mean, that's really out, 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 I don't think outside of everything else, the, the hearsay of like, Hey, I, you know, this is how, this is how he told me to be quiet or anything. It's like, Hey, you slept with somebody else like right after me. Right. I don't think it's the classiest move by any stretch, but also it's not like he was obligated to one person or the other, right? He was a single guy. Like you have to kind of, you know, in a way you can give him a pass on that because he's just a single guy going about it. It turns out that it sounds like he just didn't tell the girls about it until like just before going into paradise, which sounds like a calculated move in my opinion. And the sharing of those messages specifically, the sharing of messages from a girl who you were romantically involved with when she was drunk and horny, and then you go ahead and blast those text messages on your social is a, a very obvious form of slut shaming in a sense. 
And that's really what's frustrating. It's like now Caitlin's parents and her sisters and her friends uh-huh. are going to have to see these messages. And again, it's no, it's non-consensual from her part. Like, she, I'm sure that they talked, but like Blake just did it because he wanted to do it. He wanted to clear the air for his name, which I get, but there is just better ways to do it than by publicizing private text. There's a million ways that Blake could have gone about sharing his side of the story. And Mm -hmm. the worst way of those million is by sharing the text messages, in my opinion. Go to a news outlet, go on a podcast, do an interview. Like go on this corner of the street and just start shouting at the top of your lungs. Mm -hmm. Don't be sharing private text messages just to to sway your own uh, guilt and your own ego and make people that you'll never meet in your life like you more. You know what I mean? Like the only reason he's doing that is because he wants strangers to like him more. And he, yeah. And yeah, I feel very strongly about this because it really frustrates me. He is used to being the most, the, the beloved one from Becca season. He has all this great experience and all this great uh, exposure from that. And now he's on this show after having slept with two girls pre-show and going on dates with three plus girls pre-show. He comes into it thinking everything's going to go his way again. It doesn't go his way. And now he's on ice skates going downhill backwards because he doesn't know what to do. And so his first instinct is to blast out all of these private text messages. And that's my big issue with it is there's a million ways to have handled this. And he chose the very worst one, in my opinion. You make an interesting correlation between sharing text messages is similar to sharing nudes. Why do you say that? Because you never enter into a text conversation with anyone ever expecting them to screenshot and advertise them. The same way you would never send nudes to us. I mean, I personally don't send or receive nudes, but I would never expect anyone to blast those out anywhere. You know what I mean? It's a private conversation. And now, like, if you're a girl and you want to date Blake or say you're dating Blake, you kind of in the back of your head have to be thinking about well, shit, this guy's blasted this girl's text messages on his social media before. He might do that same thing to me. And that's funny is I talked to him before he did this, before he posted the texts. I reached out to him and I said, hey, I, th- I hear you're thinking about doing this. I really urge you to reconsider for your own sake. Like, it, it just is not a good look. We understand, like, you're, you're peeved by the whole situation. It didn't necessarily go how you wanted it to go. You're catching a lot of heat from it. But this is just not the right move. And he goes, no, I just, like, I need to get it out there. I need to get it out there. Like, I don't know what else to do. And... Yeah, it just that I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me at all. We talk about a lot in the podcast. My biggest issue, like my personal, like one of my biggest issues is that I don't react well to anything. Like my first reaction is typically not the right one, especially when I'm like angry or upset. And it feels like this was a reactionary move that wasn't fully thought through. But no, let me argue that. Let me argue that for a second, because it sounds like quite the contrary. If you look at the comments of the post, you'll see uh, Kevin Went posted something saying, hey, man, I know you were talking about this last week and maybe I don't agree with it, but I'm glad you're speaking your truth. So that means that for at least a week, he's been considering doing this. And, Interesting. And it's so so obviously it's it's a knee jerk reaction that he's kind of had for an extended period of time. Like he, in my opinion, is that desperate to make sure people don't hate him. Mm hmm. Yeah. It sounds like he felt like he's been pushed into a corner, you know, for a week now or however long he's been processing this found, you know, these text messages held on to him, shared it with a few friends and his has just held them. But or Dean, there's a couple ways I want to go here. Um, why do you think the, the Kevins of the world and the rest of these friends of Blake feel like it's okay now to comment on this picture Aren't they friends of like, this is a part I don't understand if, you know, my friends and Dean, I, I consider you a real friend to me, like mm-hmm. a, a real friend. Um, 
if you did something stupid in your life, which happens, I would never happens, think you would ever happens do. Happens often. Ne- yeah. yeah, never, never you do. I would never comment on your public photo to let you know how I feel about it. Right. Like that, this is another side of this whole thing that I'm not quite understanding is are we in a world right now, especially within the franchise where everything has to be done publicly? Right. I, you know, there's, there's a thousand ways to go about it, but as a friend of yours, I would never comment and say, I told you not to do this. <laughs> that to me would be the anti-friend move. Like don't now make me look even stupider. Right. It's pretty ridiculous. I, I guess I don't see the well, like. What's the end game of doing something like that? Is what you're saying, right? It's like, wh- what do you? Yeah. What do like, you, where does that go? Where what, do you, what do you do with that? Right. What do you plan to get out of that? I, I mean, I don't have an answer for you. I would do the same thing. I know you never do anything stupid, so I guess I don't have to worry about that with you. But all right, we. I, I, neither of us. I know neither that I know that I can expect when I do something dumb and I advertise it or or I apologize for it. I know I can always expect a private message from you, as it should be, because if it's a real friend. What they're trying to do is console you. They're not trying to drive more, I guess, traffic to their own name or get more likes or whatever it is for being that uh, public persona on that one issue, I guess, if that makes sense. We had a listener write in and a couple people from Bachelor Nation actually commented on this photo. Uh, Kevin was not the only one. Again, it's an anomaly I don't quite understand. And, you know, if most of us have each other's numbers. If you have an issue and, and I, I know we're using Kevin's name. He was just the first person that was brought up here. Yeah. I think there's multiple people here. that are going to find out the comment. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know the end game to commenting on somebody that you know is already in the public's light. Like this whole thing from the very beginning seems to be a done in the worst of ways. And, uh, because uh, a listener wrote in and wanted us to share these, we have one of our producers in studio to read uh, off some of the comments on Blake's picture. Uh, I think it's Danielle. Danielle, are you there to, to read these? I'm passing it off to Tori. <laughs> Tori, go ahead. All right. So Caitlin Bristow actually said, thank you for being vulnerable and honest. Then Adam, who just got engaged to Raven said, thank you for always being open about this. Always two sides to every story. And I know firsthand about how editing and portraying can make things look. But the Kevin comment was actually, I know I told you last week, posting these might not be the best idea, but as a friend, I want you to be happy. And I know your anxiety was about to erupt. But the most shocking one was Christina, Mm -hmm. who he's in a little bit of a love triangle with, said, speak your truth. No one can take that away from you which is interesting coming after the episode from last night right. when she reigned him. Ben, how, does, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm trying to read it. My, my initial reaction is to read it and see who's taking whose side. And it doesn't really feel like anybody's taking anyone's side. Maybe Christina's taking Blake's side. Um, I guess to finish, I still think it's, it's just, it's odd. Um, Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm old enough now, Dean, where I don't get the social media world that well. Ben, but you're the same. I age, don't, you're the same age as Blake. Oh well, that's a good point. <laughs> I just I, he looks a lot better than I do. I guess. I um, but I don't understand how these conversations are now public. My mom and I talked about this when I was home, and it was kind of going back. And I do want to correlate this at some point, Dean. Um, so I want to move into this in a second with, with the Hannah B situation and uh, the Luke P kind of conversation during her season where she admitted that she had had sex with somebody uh, in a windmill and America kind of backed her. I, I do want to try to see where we go with that in a second. But my mom and I were talking about this 
And we couldn't quite process on uh, today's world, no, no matter what you believe or you feel is your moral right or, or, or whatever, why does it become a social media conversation? Isn't this one to have in front of people as two humans to say, this is how I feel, this is how I think, and, and this is why I do what I do. It just feels odd to me that these comments are coming on a picture that they know is so sensitive right. in support or not support. Well, my thing with the, with the picture specifically the the picture was fine. The static post in his feed, I thought was was decently written. The issue that I really have is the, the sharing of the text messages on the story. So I can see I can see the Bristos reaching out and saying, "Hey, I support your vulnerability." Or I, I'm glad you said this because the message that he relayed there was a, a a message of regret, apology, and potential growth. But it wasn't until he shared the text messages that really just kind of took me into overdrive personally. And, and really pissed me off because there's just no place mm. for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's one place I miss. I guess you're right because on the static post, it was an apology kind of admitting fault, but also saying, hey, there's two sides to every story. I'm not the only one involved in this. I don't think I'm as guilty as what it's being portrayed as, but I'm sorry because what I did was not right. And then, so the comments are probably based on that post. And then the pictures on the text me- or the text message on the story isn't getting the comments and that then, we're being able to see. Well, and uh, then, that makes sense. I, I didn't think of that. He posts the stories and then a couple hours later, he takes the stories down and said, oh my gosh, I didn't want anyone to attack Kaylin because of these stories. I'm deleting them now. And it, that was just like a big slap in the face. Like what you didn't want anyone to attack Kaylin. And so you shared private text messages, basically encouraging people to go and attack Kaylin. And now you're quote unquote, taking the high road. And yeah, I don't know. I, I get it. So, okay, let's talk through now um, how this is all looked from every side possible. Uh, I want to go to uh, a couple uh, reader email or listener emails here. I always say I've been saying reader emails recently. Hey, before we jump into that, Ben, a, yeah. a, a good question that uh, both Tori and Danielle brought up is: you see, obviously, Christina on this on the show as well, kind of like lay Blake down and and kind of lay into him a little bit as well. But uh-huh. then, but why is Blake not defending himself in that sense? Why is Blake not sharing text messages between him and Christina? Why is it just Kaylin and Blake? And now you see Christina commenting on Blake's picture as well, supporting him speaking his truth. Well, I I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously don't know the answer to any of this. My assumption would be I do feel like Kalen's um, accusations of Blake are a little bit heavier than Christina's. I think for me, the sleeping around thing, people can get over. I think it's the silencing part that when I watched it, I had a problem with when it came to Blake. Personally, I was like, how would you ever call anybody that you've had an intimate relationship with and call them and say, you need to stay quiet because this has to go well for me. Yeah. That's where I had a problem. Like as, as a, any man or woman that uh, feels like that's their right to tell anybody to be quiet based on an action that you both participate in is, is not a good thing. And so that's why I thought, Hey, like her accusations are pretty serious. That's manipulation. It's, it's odd because even we, we, Ashley and I talked about how when we were down in paradise uh, for the wedding, it was still, it was still something that like felt like it was heavy over the the crowd. I mean, I do feel like this is a heavy talk uh, topic, Dean. Like, I don't think this is like, it's weird to me for the last probably three seasons of the show, both bachelor bachelorette and now paradise. 
there's been topics that's kind of transcended this like bachelor world. I, I feel like Ari season had a few things that were like, uh, that were worthy to talk about. The breakup definitely was one of those that felt, Hey, this is crazy. This is wild, but it wasn't like heavy. This stuff feels heavy to me. I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just super sensitive to it right now. Um, and I've been out of it for long enough where I I'm a little bit disconnected, but it feels heavy. I want to ask, and, and I, and I think talking to you has helped me process it. Originally, I didn't understand why Blake was getting so shamed for sleeping with two people. Uh-huh. Uh, again, personally, uh, you know, morally, whatever you want to feel, that's up to you. Uh, I think there's a right and wrong in my life. I think there's a right and wrong when it comes to the values and morals that I think are best for us as humans. But again, Dean, you might disagree with me. And with that, I can't change what you think. And, mm-hmm. and there's no really point to me to try to do that outside of just saying, hey, let's have a conversation. And so I was confused on what was different with Hannah B and Blake. Hannah B admitted to sleeping with somebody um, and then, you know, was willing to to become engaged to somebody else. Um, she stood up for herself and said, hey, it's my body. It's my right. I owe you nothing. Uh, and then Blake, uh, I don't know what it looks like if he stood on the beach and he goes, it's my body. It's my right. I owe you nothing. I don't know how people respond to that. But I was like, I, I feel like there's parallels. Yeah, probably when it comes to sleeping with multiple people. Again, my issue though was the silencing talk. Right. The silencing talk was what got me. I don't I don't understand where that was coming from. So based on these text messages that we read, it looks like Blake didn't ask to silence Kaylin. And you were just explaining that she felt like a like a dirty secret. Yeah. But based on the text message, it looked like there was an agreed upon, hey, let's not talk about it until it's brought up. Right. And and what we saw on the show looks like Kaylin was the one that brought it up right away. Is there anything more to that that you can help me process? Because I'm having a hard time understanding still where this silencing idea came from. I think that like kind of what I mentioned at the top of the episode is we're seeing the text messages that Blake wants to choose for us to see. We're seeing the handpicked messages to paint the picture that he wants to paint for us. We also don't see the phone calls. We don't see 99.9% of their conversations, right? And so yeah. we can't sit here and objectively say Blake said this or Blake didn't say this. You kind of have to take Kaylin for her word, which at this point it's difficult to do because we've seen her kind of go back on her word a little bit, obviously. If he, if he did end up saying that, that's obviously a very, very horrible thing to say someone, especially, mm-hmm. especially coming into a situation like this. It's just like, it's kind of, I don't know. There's so many things moving. There's so many moving parts to this situation. It absolutely, it, it's, it's really hard to kind of like process all of it. Uh, I have one final question for you, Dean, but before we do that, I want to take a second and talk about some of our sponsors. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, 
But when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care, and you can sit in a room full of sick people, or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/slash famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health slash famous. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. Dean, we're, we're coming back onto the episode. We're talking about Blake here. Uh, we're just getting ready to kind of finish out um, this, I'd say mess, mess of a situation. Uh, it feels heavy. It's definitely, uh, you know, polarizing paradise. One of the other or the other things that we continue to get this week uh, and that we talked about on the podcast of the first episode is why do people choose to have conflict on the show? Yeah, um, it feels pretty easy to to just handle this stuff off of the show. You have the numbers, you have the phones, you have texting. But you I mean, Christina is an example here. She comes on to paradise and it's pretty clear that she comes on to paradise to confront Blake. 
Um, they're what three days in a paradise at this point. I mean, I'm assuming she probably was talking to him a week before that or could have, what is the reasoning to conflict and confrontation on national television instead of offline? I guess you just get more eyeballs on you. Like I, why, I, why, why is that something we want Dean? I think Christina, I mean, I'm not going to, I, it's, you can't speak for Christina. Obviously Christina had a rough go around the first bachelor in paradise she was on because of me. Right. So now maybe she feels vindicated to come in this time around and be like, look, I'm going to be this stern ass and put men in their place. And so she just kind of came in with this mentality where she's going to kind of take that approach. That's kind of the way that I viewed it. It was so confusing to me that a Christina comes in, asks Blake on a date of all people. Blake says yes to the date. Christina then just kind of like lays into Blake the whole time. And Blake just can't really seem to muster up any words. Like it was just a whole weird sequence of events that didn't really make much sense to me. I agree with you. Why did Christina and Blake not have this conversation weeks prior to coming into paradise? What's the benefit of having it on the show? Do either of them stand to benefit anything from it? Like not really. If Christine, uh-huh. if Christina's going on the show to find a partner, as you know, you, you're supposed to be doing on that show, then why is she asking someone that she's already pursued and failed a relationship with? It's, it's, it, it's something I don't understand, Dean. And, and so it brings up this. You've said it a couple of times. D- Blake just seems like he has a lack of words right here. Why do you think he is shocked every time a girl says, I liked you? Like, we've seen this now twice. Christina and Kaylin have both said this. Uh, I don't think we've seen Hannah G say it or Tasha say it. Mm-hmm. But why, when it's said, is it like completely caught off guard? That's a hard, it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, I don't know if we have an answer. I mean, you don't have to have an answer. I just, it's like something I, that one, I noticed. One thing that makes me think Blake isn't quite as absolved in all of this is his reactions to when Kaylin shows up, to when Christina shows up, to his interviews where he's by himself and he's saying, oh man, I got to get out of paradise. I shouldn't be in paradise. That's not the things that an innocent person says, or that's not a, 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 the way an innocent person reacts to someone coming into paradise. Especially someone that you know is coming into paradise. It, it just, there's so many mystery boxes in this whole situation. Like, why are you reacting this way? Why are you saying these things? And then now, why are you saying that you're innocent in all of this? When, from what we're seeing on the show, which is really what we have to base most of, most of it off of, it doesn't really appear that way at all. And again, I think it just boils back to him wanting everyone to love him as much as everyone did coming off Becca season. Now he's getting a little bit more hate and he doesn't necessarily know how to handle it. And I even, yeah, I don't know. I tried to, I tried to prepare him for that. Right. Because I went through my own hate of bachelor in paradise season four and it just, it's fallen on deaf ears. So we're, we're talking here about reactions and we were saying, Hey, why is Blake reacting? Like he didn't know that these girls liked him. And we don't know if we can even answer that. I don't, I don't know if we know the, enough about it, but one of our listener emails says this, how was Kalen supposed to talk to Blake first before anyone else? The list, the, the email continues and it says he literally ran uh, from her and hid when she came to the steps that spoke volumes. Now I think a little bit of this, when it comes to reaction, a lot of the, the show is something that we, um, that, it, that is real. That's stuff that happens. And some of the reactions I would say are, are stuff that I don't always read too much into because it's, it's clip. It's, 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 it's bites. And you know, yeah. if a girl walks on the stairs, they can get Blake, you know, watching somebody throw a football 70 miles with his mouth wide open. And that's the, the, the face they use to when they're walking on the stairs. 
is this one of those? Like, do you think he ran from her and hid or it's certain? I think he just didn't want to talk. It's certainly possible. We've seen it before. I'm, I'm sure we see it more frequently than we even realize knowing the, the blueprints and the layout of the beach, the places that he was running to are not places you would go to for either an interview to grab a snack, to grab a drink. Those are places that you're going to, to remove yourself from the situation solely to be out of the situation. You know what I mean? Well, it brings up the question then. Should Blake just remove himself completely? At this point, should he leave paradise? I mean, we know what he does, but should he? I mean, you've been down there. You know the pressures. You've been in a spot yourself that feels helpless and out of control. Is there ever a thought that says, I just got to get out of here? Well, you see Blake saying that in his interviews. He's like, man, I just got to get out of here. Is there an option just to get out of there? I think you always have kind of have the option. I will say I tried to get out of there halfway through season four and they never let, I was like, I'm going to get out of here. And they're like, all right, cool. Sit here. And like six hours later, I was still sitting there. I was like, all right, I guess I'll just stay. Sorry for the language. (laughs) So I think like you, you theoretically have the choice to leave if you really wanted to, but I don't think that necessarily that, you know, it it might've looked worse for him to leave really. But that, but that goes back to my original point is you wouldn't, an innocent person with nothing to hide wouldn't be saying things like, I got to get out of here. This place isn't for me. I I'm in over my head. Like if you, I don't yeah. know. What, well, do you th- what do you think? I don't know. I've never been to paradise. I, I mean, I know the bachelor would be really hard to leave. I mean, <laughs> we've seen one try and it didn't go very yeah. well. Um, I, I mean, the Bachelorette, I, I don't think I could have ever left. I don't know where I would have gone. Half the time you're in some weird location that, you know, you know, nobody and you're locked away. I don't know what paradise is like. You've seen people uh, leave paradise midway through a couple of times. I think Christina did it my season. I think at least every season you have at least like one or two people that bows out of like a rose ceremony or something. Yeah. You kind of have to wait for the right time at this point. As I'm watching the show, it's week two. This is obviously not going well at all at this point for Blake. I mean, I bet he feels like he's been hit by a semi truck. He went down there thinking this was going to be awesome. It was going to be fun. He was going to have a girl or two that he was going to be interested in. Everybody's going to get along. Um, he's going to be the king of the beach. And three days in, he's like, oh, why boy. Do you, why do you think he took Tasha on that first date? I have no clue. That's one. That's So this is the question I have for you. So we see at the end of the episode that Hannah G kisses Blake. Yeah. After, and this is hard for me to watch. Not for the Blake reason, really. I just really like Hannah G and Dylan. And I think Dylan seems like a nice guy. Yeah. But she kisses him after she was excited about Blake potentially taking her on the first day. Instead, he takes Tasha. Is there more that he wants to find out about Tasha? Is Tasha the kind of the mystery woman to him that he hasn't got to spend a ton of time with? Um, there's obviously, a, I think, a background with him and Tasha outside of the outside of Paradise. I mean, there's a background. I with him don't and know. Too. Right? I don't know. If that's what? Been, I don't know if that's been discussed yet. But there's also a background with him and Hannah on the show. So there's a background with Christina, Kaylin, Hannah, and Tasha, and he decides to take Tasha on the date. Do we know why? Do we have any insight why? My I, don't, underst- I don't know. The way I at least perceived it, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, was he knew he liked Hannah. He thought that he could have liked Tasha, and so he took Tasha on a date to see if there was something there. It was a it was a dumb move, in my opinion. If you know you're there for Hannah, then you should probably be taking Hannah on a date. He just—he was just shooting himself in the foot left and right. I don't know. It really is a very confusing situation. I would assume, like, I don't know. I really have no idea. Huh. 
I'm, I'm honestly, I'm surprised at how this is playing out. There, there just seems to be a lot of things right now um, that feel like they're going against Blake. And I think some of, I, I, it almost feels like a lot of them are, are done by him just making some really weird decisions. Now, to move on past these text messages. Well, how do you feel about the text messages? Um, I, what I feel like is this, is he feels pushed into a corner. Anytime any person feels pushed into a corner, I think we feel like we have to defend and react, especially when we feel like we're in the right. Mm-hmm. I think Blake looked at these text messages, didn't realize exactly the weight of them, and said, this is my proof that I'm not all wrong here. Mm-hmm. And I look at these text messages, I read them, and if I read the text message, I go, yeah, you're not all wrong. Like, they point to you advising and, and consulting and talking about and having a conversation that releases you from the idea that you silenced Kalen. But I also agree with you in the sense that they're text messages and they're private. But I think it was the only thing he felt like he had to defend himself. If not, he was just going to eat turds for as long as this plays out for and you know it doesn't last forever but it and i think there's a little bit of like he said in his message the name's the only thing he has i think right now he feels like there's no recovering from what's happening i think there was another i think there was a way for nobody necessarily to win if we're looking at winning here in this but to get both stories out and i think you're right i think an interview a podcast something is a better way to do it you you get to talk it through um, but I do think that they, I, I think the sex, uh, texts are, are very personal yeah. and I, I think they're, they're tough for me to swallow. Um, because you just, it's just, it's hard to think that you, those could be released publicly, but at the same time, I think Blake just felt pushed into a corner Yeah, and he reacted now. I don't know necessarily what the like consensus, you know, response has been. I don't know if people are in favor of this on their hints team or Kalen's team. I have, I imagine it's, it's pretty mixed reviews. I'm not great in these scenarios because again, I just think a phone call would have been better. Right. Like I just think of a conversation, um, way before the show even happens would have been better. A joint statement, maybe a joint statement, something, something that clears the air for both. It's weird. You know what I go to huh. is like, how, what does the future look like now? <laughs> like I mean, you're 30 years old and now people are going to know you. And this is the hard part of the show is they're going to know you as the guy that slept around and they're going to know the confrontation as a confrontation that's memorable on paradise. Right. And Dean, I want to ask you, I mean, you've been in it. And so to clear that up, I guess my answer is I don't know how I feel, quite honestly. I I don't know what would have been best here. I don't know any more of the story than what I read and saw on Instagram last night. So you, in season four, had your own controversy. It affected your life. It affected you personally. I'm sure it felt heavy, and it felt like you were in your own corner. During that time, remove yourself from any bias in this scenario. Yeah. What advice would you give somebody to move through and on from this and not letting it affect their life? And then does it, or does it affect your life and change everything completely? Well, I, I told you, I think I, I mentioned it earlier was 
before Paradise began airing, I had a conversation with Blake about what he could expect because the situations are different, but their their responses are going to be similar. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I told him it's going to get a lot worse before it gets a lot better. And I told him that people have a very short memory span, especially when it comes to this, especially on a week-by-week basis as the season is airing. Um, yeah, I still have a lot... I, occasionally I'll have someone like mention something about my experience on paradise the first time around, but it's, it's basically non-existent. Um, I think back to my relationships coming out of bachelor in paradise, bachelor winter games, going through those breakups. And I'm like, I, and this is, this is maybe just the biggest disconnect that I have is I would never imagine sharing personal text messages to vindicate myself during those breakups. I've had my fair share of, of exes, saying things that I didn't like hearing and going through situations where people were saying the wrong things about me to me that Mm -hmm. my exes have said. and It never even crossed my mind to screenshot messages and share them with the world to prove my innocence in that sense. And so now to see someone going to that length, it just is, it's like disturbing. I don't think that he really did anything that wrong up until that moment um, but like I said, I gave him some advice. I tried my best. I said, I mean, I, I could go back through our text messages and kind of remember, but I, I told him it'd get a lot worse. Don't before share, it gets a lot don't better. share the text message between yeah. the two of you. Yeah, I won't. Um, <laughs> and I told him that he just needs to wait it out, man. Like even a month after paradise is airing and even, even just before he posted these text messages the other day, I said, man, just give it one week, wait for the next week's two episodes to air. And I almost yeah. guarantee you, no one will be talking about this still. And he goes, no, it's it's got to go now. It's now or never. I got to do it, man. And I go, you don't have to do anything. You you have the ability to wait. That's the one thing that's working in your favor right now is you have time. The only thing that's pressing you for time is your own like anxiety kind of weighing in on you and you thinking that you have a deadline to get this out to share your truth. Wait a week. See how it tie, how it rolls over into the next week. See if it dissipates at all. And. It's it's kind of funny looking back now at the advice that I was trying to give him both in releasing these text messages and the week prior before the season even aired because everything I said was just discounted, not listened to. I don't know. It's 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 kind of hard to see, but I I even have like I have other friends within the franchise that I know were talking to him about the messages and all that kind of stuff and telling him not to do it. Everyone that I've talked to about this that's spoken with him has said they've told him not to do it. And yet he still goes and does it. So it's like when you have 90% of 99% of your friends are telling you, you shouldn't do something and you go and do it anyways. Like, where do you see the, the, I don't know, the, the, the right in that. I, I remember the feeling when Lauren and I broke up and it went public, like the weight of it yeah. and like how you felt like the world was against you or for you. Like you felt like there was just so much heavy, like attention on your relationship and you wanted to get a statement out there and you wanted to share both sides of the story. And people then started to assume things and, you know, pictures come out and you're they're they're saying things. And you, I think the one advice I would give was you just almost have to eat turds until it's done. Like you just have to sit in it, sit through it, let it settle and then wisdom comes right and peace wisdom comes. And so once it's peaceful and it's settled and everything's been played out, 
then you can respond. And I think that's the one advice I would give. Now, granted, I, I don't know if I knew that advice back then because all I ever wanted to do was like scream from the rooftops. Yeah. This is what happened. Right. But my friends and my family consists consistently. I remember this told me, don't do it. Right. Don't do it. Stop. Don't say a word. And I didn't. And, and I never did. And I'm glad I didn't. Now, right. this isn't because I did anything right. It was because the friends around me who cared for me, who legitimately, I think, cared for me, said, Ben, I know this feels like it's going to feel better. And I know this feels like how it's all going to be solved and how everybody's now going to be quiet. But trust me, it's not. Right. Well, that's the difference. And between, so we did. That's the difference between you and Blake, it sounds like, then, is you listen to the people that cared about your, your advice. And on the flip side, he got advice from people he cares about and vice versa and still went against that advice. Hey, I did something right, Dean. We talked about it earlier. That's, that's cool. I'm I did. Pr- I'm proud yes. of you. Yes. Thanks, man. Hey, um, we have to move on here because we do have a special caller um, who loves hot sauce um, to like an oddly gross amount. And then we also have to break down the episode real quick. I, I, most of this episode uh, revolved kind of around Blake and Kalen um, and then Blake's story with Christina. Uh, we do see some relationships forming. We see some love in the air. Uh, Hannah G and Dylan are definitely the ones that, that America seems to be rooting for right now. We also see Annalise stick up for Angela. We talked about a little bit last week, um, but it, it kind of finishes this week. Dean, why does that happening? Like, why does somebody on the outside come in and feel like that is their place? Again, why can't you have these conversations offline? You're saying with Annalise and Clay? Yeah. Maybe they just don't have really the opportunity to, to talk about it. I would assume that Clay and Annalise aren't talking every day or very often, you know? So I don't even yeah, think, I'm sure, that, I'm sure that Annalise probably didn't expect to see Clay in paradise and vice versa. I do know that the guys are giving out the roses this week, so I, I can, I, I just can't spoil anything, but um, it's, that's a tricky situation because what really bothered me about the Annalise Clay situation is it's not up to Annalise to decide when Clay is ready to move on. Clay was, Annalise was saying, you broke up with Angela three months ago. You're not ready to be here. It's not really her place to say when Clay is and isn't ready to move on. And it sounds like maybe that Paradise was a good opportunity to help him move on. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I mean, there's there's obviously backstory still there that we don't see. But Demi uh, is the first to call Annalise out in typical Demi ways. She just goes at it. And she just says what she thinks. I love that. She goes... uh, so why did you say that to Clay? And Annalise goes, I didn't want to, but I had to. And Demi just follows it up by saying, well, well why? <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> she like didn't drop it. She Normally people would just be like, oh, okay. But she's stuck with it. It, it makes sense. Yeah. It's like, if you didn't want to do it, why'd you do it? <laughs> yeah. Like there isn't anything more there. Hey, maybe the biggest story, Dean, from Paradise and Twitter was blowing up about it. I think it might be that outside of, of a few of the stories we've already talked about, one of the, the big, big things we got to talk about is why does Bibiana continue not to find somebody on paradise? It's a great question. How does that happen? She's beautiful. She's great. She's a terrific human. She's beautiful. She's sweet. She's cool. We talked about it. I mean, like what, what is going on here? Uh, that's a question. I don't think I can really answer. I mean, I don't really know her that well. Uh, obviously she's very physically attractive. Maybe she, just doesn't vibe well with the people down there. Maybe she doesn't put forth quite the effort. Um, it's not her. It's not her arena to operate in. 
It's tricky to say. I guess I don't really know what her type is. I don't know if maybe that maybe the type that you see on Bachelor in Paradise isn't necessarily who she would go for, but back in Florida, and so she just doesn't really feel the need or urge to commit to like pursuing a relationship with anyone down there. Maybe she just likes going for a couple of days, and she, you know, because she was on uh, Bachelor Winter Games with us actually. Now that uh, now that I think of it, yeah, yeah, she was. She's she was a, great. Yeah, she's fantastic. She was wonderful. We love Bibiana. Uh, speaking of relationships, and speaking of Annalise, maybe one of the most awkward moments I've ever seen in Bachelor uh, Paradise, and maybe it was just me. The kiss between Chris Bukowski and Annalise felt really awkward. I did, did you notice this? I totally forgot the kiss, but yeah, now that I think of it, you're right. Like it just looked like neither of them really wanted to do it, but it felt like, hey, tonight's your rose ceremony. Like I've got one shot at this. Like let's make this thing happen. Annalise did that with uh, Chris Bukowski. I think Caitlin did that with Cam. I think that Onyeka did it with John Paul Jones. You see a lot of those like desperation kisses. Oh wow, you're right. I forgot the Caitlin and Cam deal. Yeah, I think that deserves a little bit more attention, a little bit more scrutiny. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about that, Dean? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you either kiss him or you go home in that sense, I think, in all three of those senses. So sometimes you just got to close your eyes and pucker up and, and hope for the best. Do you think Cam was just ex- like, what do you think Cam was thinking? He probably was on cloud nine. He's over the oh moon ecstatic. Gosh, that dude literally. I mean, I bet he literally like was walking on water that night. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to see their love story unfold, to be perfectly honest. Where do we go from here, do you think? I think the sky's the limit for them, too. They seem like they could be the next power couple coming out of Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) Do you think it even lasts five minutes into the next episode? (laughs) I hope it does, because it's going to be good for the viewers. And honestly, like that type of funny relationship dynamic is going to be a lot better to watch than Blake crying and Christina and Kaylin crying and... Everyone else like yelling at each other. I, I would much rather see that than just about anything else we've seen thus far. That that does deserve more attention. I don't think it's getting enough attention. Like, how does that happen? It, it yeah, it's it almost reminds me of the Sandlot, where Wendy the uh, the kid goes in the pool and the lifeguard starts giving him you know mouth to mouth, and uh-huh. then all of a sudden they're kissing, and he's like on cloud nine. It's his dream come true. It almost reminds me of that scene. That's pretty funny. It's different circumstances, uh-huh. but very similar. Very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, finally, uh, the story that we had to talk about before we bring on a really special guest is, uh, it, you know, actually, let's bring her on to talk to her about this. We have Jane from Bachelor in Paradise. Jane is best known for her hot sauce um, and pouring the hot sauce down her throat. I want to talk to Jane about what she did to JPJ. I was like literally on the floor laughing at this scene. It was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen just because of how bad she felt and how sick JPJ was. But before we bring Jane on, let's take a little break to talk about our sponsors. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, 
For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health slash FAMOUS. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. We have Jane out there on the line to talk about JPJ. Jane, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Hi, glad that you guys have me here today. Hey, Jane. <laughs> Hi. Jane, Dean is the co-host today. If you're wondering why Ashley's voice just sounds a little bit different. Uh, Jane, you had one of the most memorable scenes from this last episode. It might be one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen on Paradise. (laughs) 
you decide oh to swoop in on JPJ. Can you lead up to when your your love and your eyes start to go towards JPJ uh, during your time on Paradise? Um, sure. I mean, you know, let's not go as far as saying love, but um, you know, I feel like it took me like time to kind of get out of my shell on Paradise, just because I wasn't super familiar or or close with any of the girls or the guys. So the only person that I kind of felt like comfortable with, like talking to was JPJ. Cause he's so easygoing mainly because every other word is yeah, yeah. And cool. And you know, <laughs> so like, he's just so easy to talk to. So I was like, you know, I definitely gravitated towards him because he just made me feel the most comfortable. Um, and that's how I kind of, you know, got pulled into him. How did you, at what point did you find out that he was allergic to tacos? Oh my gosh. Okay. He's not allergic to tacos. <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for like killing anyone. Like that was traumatizing. Um, I think the problem is that it's really hot in paradise and I really spicy. So when I hand you a taco in paradise, if you can't take the heat, I mean, I guess like that's what it leads to. They were really, really spicy tacos. I'm not going to lie. Like, I am the spice queen. And, like, even for me, that taco was, like, super, super, super fiery hot. But, like, obviously, you know, being who I am, I was like, well, I can do it. And then I look over and JP is like, where did this? Where did this affinity for hot sauce come from? When was this born? Um... I mean, I just feel like you're born with it. Like, you're mm. either born with that spice or you're not. Like, you can't just, like, develop it. Like, you just got to love it. So I started, like, eating, like, spicy candy when I was, like, four. It's this candy called Lucas. It's, like, Mexican candy, and it's super, mm. super spicy. So like that's, you know, that's where it came from. What are your thoughts <laughs> on Hot Cheetos? Oh my god! I live, I live and breathe hot Cheetos, and I'm not even talking about just like the regular hot Cheetos. I'm talking about like the black bag. That's like the extra, 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 extra hot. hot. Yeah, those are yeah, those are spicy. I love them. You're, I could like seriously have it for breakfast. You're an extra, extra hot, spicy Cheeto yourself, Jane. Thank you very much. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Jane, where did you want to see this spice with JPJ actually go? Ooh. Um, I feel like, oh gosh, see, there's so little time in paradise. Everything is super rushed. So I was just hoping, like, because he was the one that I felt the most, like, open and comfortable with. Like, I wanted to explore where that could go. And I wanted to see, um, you know, just, like, what could possibly develop. Because we had a pretty good set, like, friendship. And I was hoping, like, maybe it, something more would come out of it. I just didn't think what would be coming out was this taco from his, like, stomach. But um, that's a good way to be remembered. <laughs> there's, there's really no scene in Bachelor in Paradise history that I've laughed at this hard because it, it might be a little evil of me. And I'm starting to believe now with the spiders in my garage that I have a little bit of evil inside of me um, <laughs> because you feel so bad 
like you're crushed. Like it almost looks like you're in tears because oh, no, the I'm guy that you're trying to go on a date exactly. with is puking on the beach because of the taco <laughs> you gave him. So him tasting the taco made him puke. As a result, you're crying going, I didn't mean it to go like this. <laughs> and I am at home dying laughing. I was literally like, this is not a part of the plan. Like, you know, like I did not think he was, you know, like, gosh, she just really couldn't take the heat. But you know what? You know what I will say? Yeah. My soulmate, when I hand him a spicy taco, even if it's too spicy for him, like, my man will take it down, okay? So it just kind of showed me, like, well, maybe this isn't my soulmate because he's got to be able to stand the heat. And by the heat, I mean the taco and me. So, you know, I love JDJ. I guess he'll always be a friend. But, you know, if you can't, you can't take the spice, and I guess you can't keep me either. I hope one day, Jane, you can find a man <laughs> who enjoys the taco oh. and your spice. <laughs> me too. I hope I, hope I never have to, like... <laughs> Like cause anyone any food poisoning. I I really did feel so bad though. Like I don't I'm, I don't know how much like the audience sees, but I was hysterically crying because you never want to be responsible for someone puking their brains out at the beach. And let's be real, like the way JPJ did it was like in such a like he tried to still like really keep his composure. He would be like puke, I'm okay, puke, I'm all good, puke, don't even worry about it. And I'm like day. It was pretty commendable. He would puke and then walk back into the crowd and be like, what's up, guys? Oh, actually, excuse me one second. Excuse me. <laughs> like, right after he's like, I'm okay. I'm good. And then he like pukes all over again. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, I'm going to go get you some water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. It was so bad. It was really traumatizing. Like, it was so traumatizing. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm just looking back then, on this. Just... Right, and then then Yaka comes in, and then she's all like, "Oh no, what happened?" And I'm like, "Oh crap!" Now I just made like, you know, her potential crush puke, and now she has to see him like that. No. And I'm just like, you know, I hope JPJ doesn't hate me. I hope Onyeka doesn't kill me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'd like to stay alive on this island. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jane, you're commendable. Uh, for sharing uh, what you hoped was a beautiful dinner date with JPJ. Um, I don't even know how to say, quite honestly, I'm having a hard time summing this up because like all dirtiness aside, all I want to say is like Jane's tacos made JPJ puke, but that's so (laughs) inappropriate. So I don't know how to end this. I don't know what to say right now. Oh my god, stop. You want me to cry right now? Uh, I know, I really did feel so bad. But he totally came up to me after and he was like, I know, it wasn't your fault. Like, don't don't worry about it. I'm like, I can't even talk to you anymore. Like, you know, I made you throw up. Like, I, I literally was crying, so I couldn't even, like, respond to him. And he, like, tried to, like, comfort me as he's standing there, like, pale, like, sweaty, like, 10 pounds lighter from everything he just used. Yeah. Awesome. That's that's Jane. the real that's the real spirit of paradise in my opinion. <laughs> that sequence yeah. of events is better than anything we've seen up until this point this season in paradise. Well, I appreciate that at least, you know, I, I you know, I, I um <laughs> I left my my mark. Oh my gosh, so bad. Mm. Well, Jane, we wish you the best. We hope love is out there for you. Uh Jane, thank, thank you for sharing you. your taco uh, on Paradise, and thank you for uh, continuing to be an advocate um, for hot sauce everywhere. 
Jane, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the Simmons podcast. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Keep it spicy. (laughs) Spicy. She loves it. (laughs) She loves it. She's good at it. I I honestly, Dean, I don't know how to like my middle school self came out there and like there was no ability to talk about this scenario without just like laughing. Like I, I just (laughs) <laughs> there's just but that's too what much that's hey. why we want to watch paradise is from things like that that make us laugh and that we don't have to really like take too seriously you know in my opinion i agree it felt fun to watch like it felt like a, it felt like a real scenario yeah. like it felt like something that would happen in real life that's enjoyable that us as viewers get to live vicariously through it's vulnerable it's it's not threatening and it's not the kind of heavy stuff that we've seen so far in paris i hope we get to it this is the first, we should note, Dean, this is the first season that Alon Gale hasn't been in charge of Paradise. Mm. And so the feel and the look might be different than past seasons. And, and I think I'm interested to find out, are they going to go more on the dramatic side? Are they going to go more funny and like lighthearted? I, where is this season going to go? Uh, Dean, because you were in Paradise, I don't know if I can even have you answer that because I think your, your answer will probably be pretty accurate to, to how the season's going to go. Well, from what we've seen um, so far, I would say it's airing more on the side of drama. Yeah. Does it turn around is my question. Like, does it uh, reverse and start becoming more fun to watch? I can't. I, I think even if I had the ability, like the open floor to answer that question, I don't think I'd be able to. Interesting. Lack of knowledge, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, so, hey. It'll be some interesting um, things happens. What? No, nothing. No, go ahead. Dean, to close out this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the couples pairing up in paradise. Uh, no Rose Henry this week, but we did see Annalise and Chris hitting it off. Um, their kiss felt weird. Uh, we've said it. It's a little cringeworthy. I don't know if that was just them not expecting to kiss or it being forced. Uh, Chris and Christina are talking. Wills uh, and Hannah G. Um, but Hannah G does tell him not to waste the rose on her. So she is going to stay with Dylan, it looks like. And Blake is lighting candles as we see. Um, and I think it's insinuating that Hannah G is going to be the one to, to enjoy those candles. The other couples are Demi and Derek. Uh, we've seen them kind of hit it off. Um, Cam and Kalen. Uh, that seems to be a hot and steamy relationship that we'll see where that goes. We're excited (laughs) for that one. And, um, I don't know who else, who else is in paradise hitting it off right now. Oh, that's a good question. Who's, uh, Sydney hitting it off with? Who's Katie hitting it off with? Still pretty early. Ah. It's still pretty early. I think there is a lot more couples to come. Um, listeners, please email us at beninashley uh, at uh, com, And then also tag us on Instagram at Almost Famous Podcast. Let us know who you want to see couple up. Also, any couples that you're just totally against right now that you think is absolutely crazy, let us know that as well. Hey, we're going to take some listener emails. Dean is going to stick around for it. It's been a great podcast. But before we do, let's take one last break to talk about our sponsors. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. 
For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. There's nothing like having a clean space. I can't say that I have it a ton with a toddler, but when I do, it's magical. And I also love it when I can add a little bit of my own sort of favorite candle, favorite scent, favorite throw blanket, you know, just express your personal style while the space is perfectly clean. Well, that's where Clorox Sentiva comes in because Clorox have these clean scents that'll fit your vibe. With coconut, grapefruit, or lavender, you can discover your own signature scent. It's clean, so it's that trusted clean that you know that you get with Clorox, and it's captivating with scents that just can speak to you. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, hope the doctor can see you this month, or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code FAMOUS. That's promo code FAMOUS at twc.health slash FAMOUS. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit lifevac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's lifevac.net and enter promo code almost famous. Listener emails, one of our favorite times of the almost famous podcast. We've got a lot this week. As you can imagine, opinions are fiery. We've got so many opinions coming off of paradise. It's a little bit overwhelming. That's why we do two episodes now. Do you get that? Like, because of how much response we have to this podcast, now we're pumping out more podcasts. I'm a big fan of it. Thank you for taking up, you know, three hours of my week instead of just one and a half now. But, hey, that's uh, that's to be talked about later. Isabella writes in, thoughts on these BIP girls? 
says, I love Christina. I want her to find love so bad. Do you think she's going to uh, try again with Dean or is Dean going to try again with her? Also, I want to hear your guys' opinion on Kaylin because I was ne- never really a huge fan of hers. Thoughts? Okay. We've talked about Kaylin enough. I think we can skip over that. But Dean, are you going to go after Christina? I guess you're just going to have to tune in to find out to see if me and Christina could potentially pick up where we left off at oh. Paradise. Oh, I bet there's a love story behind that. Oh, boy. That's what's going to be fun about next week is you get to see uh, me come into the beach. There we go. I, think little, I would assume it's next week. I actually don't know, but I think it is. Little Deaners popping down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's better. Hey, uh, Megan writes in, Dean, this is a great question for you. Betting situation at BIP. So obviously everyone is sweaty and it's humid and there's constantly people leaving and arriving. So they need to know how often do the cha- uh, sheets get changed during paradise? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, the beds get made every day. I guess I could paint the picture picture for you this way. There's three sleeping areas. There's the, there's the guy sleeping area, the girl sleeping area, and then there's a new arrival sleeping area. So say there's four new arrivals in a week, they will sleep in the new arrivals area. And then when the people leave from the old room, they will fill their spot in that one. And I, I guess I've never actually thought to ask if the sheets are being replaced in there. I've always just kind of assumed I've never really been one to care. So maybe it doesn't really affect me too much. But every time I went to bed, my bed was made. My clothes were, I think were folded on top of my bed. Um, it's, it's basically like a hotel, you know, like a hotel outside on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I wonder, you would think there would be, who knows? I mean, there's always sand in the bed I hear, but, uh, just to give a little picture, paradise, isn't a bad place to be. You probably enjoy it, but it's not like luxurious. It's not, I mean, it, it's a nice resort. There are, there's air conditioning in the boom, boom rooms, uh, which maybe adds to the incentive to go in there with a potential partner. But the rooms that you sleep in by yourself or, or you know, with the, your fellow guys or, or girls for them, uh, it's unair conditioned. You're, you know, it's, it's humid. It's sweaty. You've got like these kind of these itchy blankets. It's less than ideal, but it, it, it's, it, it could be a lot worse. Like it's not bad. It's uh, not as nice as the van, is it? It's not. The van sleeping setup is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty nice. I got to say. I bet. You can, you can join me one of these days. I would like to. No, I think I'm going to. I think we we, we got to use the van at some point. Um, Jane writes in, says that there's a conversation between Wills and Blake in which Wills asks Blake if he admitted to Kalen being a mistake. And Blake's response is, I guess. It hints that Blake did say it. Huh. Dean, what do you think? Do you think that was a scene where, where Blake was still just so caught up in what was going on that he didn't know how to respond? Or do you think he really did say that Kalen was a mistake? That's hard to say. Uh, I I could see it both ways. I could see him hearing Kalen say that he said that, and then so he thinks that maybe he said it. But I also could see him actually saying it and forgetting it. And then, uh, like, look, if, if I woke up after hooking up with someone and they leaned over and they said, wow, this was a mistake, I would for sure remember that. If I woke up next to someone, leaned over, and I said, oh, this was a mistake, I would probably forget that. So the point is, saying it, I would forget it. Hearing it, I would 100% remember it. Yeah. Um, Again, it's hard to take either of these people at their word, Blake and Kalen, given what we know and seeing what we've seen. But given what I just kind of laid out, I would say that it was said. Maybe not that she was a mistake, but maybe the hookup was a mistake. 
Have you ever had anybody tell you your mistake, Dean? Yes, 100%. I just want to let you know that you're not one. Thank you. You're not one at all, Dean. That's, that's really kind. I wish I wish I would have uh, screenshotted those text messages and blasted them all over my social when I saw it, when I heard that, but alas, I did not. Please don't. That would embarrass me if you did that. Actually, our good friend Nick Vial just tweeted something while uh, we were in that commercial break. I was going through Twitter. Uh, and I just want to share it real quick. Is that okay? That's fine. He says... I haven't always loved my portrayal on TV. During that time, I had text conversations that could have changed people's opinions and my intentions. However, it could have potentially come at the price of others. I didn't share. I took my beating. I moved on. I'm better for it. That's what Nick said. And I agree with it. I admire that. I, I think that that's how it should be done. How do you feel about it? I just think like all these people publicly responding to this still is just different for me. I don't get, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I retweeted it. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. I mean, I have a, but then again, I sit here and I'm like, why are all these people publicly talking about it? I'm talking about it on a podcast. That's fair. That's <laughs> like, fair. I, don't, I don't know. I feel like I kind of, I inserted myself a little bit with my tweet yesterday, something along the lines of a public figure shouldn't share a private text conversation and how it's a, a failed attempt to salvage his fragile ego. Like I'm kind of inserting myself into a situation that I don't really belong in. I think that we just kind of feel like we're, uh, we're, we're kind of part of it in a sense, you know, like you host this podcast. I was part of bachelor in paradise season six. Yeah. We, I, yeah. I think that for the most part, well, you, you significantly more than me are upstanding moral citizens. And just like you see something that doesn't necessarily <laughs> align with your morals. You kind of like want to speak out about it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I've done it right. I've done it to political figures. I've done it to celebrities before where I've said I've disagreed with things. I I get it. I will. Yeah. And then, then again, I sometimes do forget that this podcast is, a, I mean, our podcast has almost as many f- listeners as I do followers. So like, I, I guess when I talk about it on the podcast, I talk about it publicly. I just forget this isn't just like you and I talking and that other people will be joining in on this conversation. Speaking uh, of that, Hey, if you're joining in on this conversation, I want to know who you are. Please tweet me or something. Like I, I feel like I, I'm talking to Dean and Ashley every week in this room, and it's great and it's fun. I just need more friends. So like, let me know that we're friends, or just let me know that you hate me. But just let me know you're out there. Ben, I'm your friend. Uh, I do have to say one thing. It was brought to my attention by Tori, our producer here, about the whole Nick tweet that I just read out loud. She writes on the note: Didn't Nick go public with sex with Andy? And it oh. makes sense. He, uh, yeah. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Uh, I still agree yeah. with what he said. Uh, I was actually thinking about unretweeting it. It's like it's like what he's known for, isn't it? I'm gonna go Dang. ahead and retweet it. I, I don't like Nick. I agree. Like with- I don't want to hate on him here, but it's not like he's not. She's not wrong. Right. I agree with what he said, but I do see the kind of the irony and the hypocrisy in that a little bit. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if anybody else listeners will point that out. Like, I wonder if people like re- watching the tweets will even remember. I hadn't like that's not where my mind went. Um, but Tori, as usual, you're the engine that makes this thing move along with the rest of the team here at iHeart and the talking heads on the podcast really have no clue what we're talking about. Hey, uh, next email says Chris B. This is an interesting one and it's kind of fun to talk about. Chris B seems so much older than everyone else in paradise, right? I mean, that's what we assume. Yeah. But he is the exact same age as Derek. Who's 32. They say, I "I just feel... Like it should be put out there that that uh, emails from Hillary. Were you are you friends with Chris? Uh, he lives in Denver. I've met him like on the street once. Like we were at their same restaurant, and 
Uh, so no, I don't know him at all. Like I have zero, like we've talked at the restaurant for probably 15 minutes and moved on. I mean, it is crazy. He was on Emily Maynard's season. We laugh and we joke at how old he is and how many years he's been on the show and all this, but he is like the same. I mean, I don't know how old Derek is, but I bet they're both younger. Hey, Tori or Danielle, can we get an age on Chris B? Cause I bet he's younger than Nick. I think he's 32, and Ari, 32, I think 32. Yeah. I mean, 32 is what? Who else is 32 that we could compare him to on the show? Derek is definitely 32. Okay. So Chris D is 32 years old. So when he did the show, he was 25, which was how old I did. I was. It's just been such a long time since he did it last that it feels like he might be older. Yeah. Like he's not even maybe the oldest guy in paradise. I don't think. Chris is 32 as well. It's wild. Chris Bukowski is 32 years old. How old is Clay? 30? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys in their 30s that are doing this show. I mean, you you have Nick and you have Chris Souls and you have Ari. I mean, those are some past bachelors that I can point out that are o- older than that. Um, Clay is 30. Yeah, it's Blake, weird. 32. Blake is 30. So there's a bunch of 30 year olds down there on the beach this year. Yeah, you know, he belongs. 32 and you belong. Annalise is 34. So she yeah, she is the the oldest person in um, in paradise, older than Chris Bukowski. Wow, crazy. Hey, uh, okay, let's do one more here. Um, actually, they're all about Blake. And, and I'm kind of done. I'm, I'm done with this conversation. I think we've, we've harped on it enough. I think the summary to all of this is, uh, you know, the truth is there's two sides to every story. Uh, we have to stay curious as friends, family, listeners in life, I think, so that we, we don't jump to assumptions. But sharing... Uh, I think coming out of this podcast, what Dean is saying is sharing texts at any level at any moment that are personal seems like a, a huge step over uh, the kind of the the unspoken rule of privacy. And it's just completely invasive. That's what you're saying, Dean. What I'm saying is I don't want to watch anymore. Again, like I don't watch Paradise to see this kind of stuff. I yeah. watch Paradise to see JPJ puking on a beach <laughs> over Jane's taco. Right. Like That's what I watch. I don't know. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of Jane's Taco making JPJ puke. Is that, that too much is, to ask for? I don't think so. That's actually my listener email this week to the Almost Famous Podcast from Ben. Why don't we get to see more of this kind of stuff? Dean, hey, you're great. As always, I love you, buddy. Uh, I cannot wait to watch you in paradise. I hope um, this love story plays out for you. I hope there is an amazing future um, that you are now um, pursuing post-show. And, uh, hey, for next week, we wish all these cast members the best of luck. We're rooting for the Hannah and Dylans of the world. We're rooting for the Demi and Derek's rooting for the Cam and Kaylin's. Woo, woo. (laughs) With that, Dean, follow my lead here, buddy. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. No, you haven't. I've been Dean. Later. (laughs) Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's LifeVac.net and enter promo code almost famous. So if you've been looking for a love at first sight, it's closer than you think it can be found at your local shelter. 
So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive. Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Super special. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find name brands for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit at Ross. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. I mean, every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too, with deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with the savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes.